0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
2: Ben Johnson said no. So what do the Washington Commanders do now? Also, the Bulls may be the most interesting team headed into the NBA trade deadline. And Orioles fans are probably still partying. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
0: Searching
1: all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Well, then Washington Commander's head coaching search just got a little bit more complicated, the favorite, at least from the outside, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Detroit Lions, is heading back to Detroit. And if the Commanders wanted an offensive coach, Bobby Slowick is going back to Houston on a new deal to remain their offensive coordinator. This was supposed yeah. to be different. New ownership group, the vibes in Washington. They've got a top three pick and go get a quarterback. This was this was the time, David Harrison from Locked On Commanders, who joins me now. Uh, what... What what happened and and how does this affect um what what happens next?
3: I mean, you know, look, there there's some reports to say that Ben Johnson either you know knew he wasn't gonna get the money that he wanted, so just pull out before he gets denied and turned down and all that stuff, and or you know, some people want to believe that he's truly that loyal or dedicated to dan campbell or the process or how close they are to winning whatever it is ben johnson made the decision that's best for him and his family and and personally peter I'm, and i'm having this conversation on locks on commanders wednesday uh, i'm not going to vilify him i'm not going to necessarily crown him a hero either i'm going to applaud the man for making the best decision for him and his family that's at the end of the day that's all he has to do that's what he did so now the washington commanders move on uh you mentioned bobby slowick that certainly is a punch to the gut for those who are dead set on getting an offensive head coaching candidate because yeah all the rest of the candidates are defensive but Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald Peter has been my number one target uh from Jump Street you know what i mm. mean and i don't really go into offenses versus defensive head coaches i know some people do and that's fine um i personally i just look for the guy that i think is the best leader of men um and just watching the lions watching the ravens i'm not saying it's a wide margin but i just had mike mcdonald uh at the top of my list personally i think he's got some good coaches that he can pluck from to come be his defensive coordinator to help him run his system um, honestly one of the other ripple effects is Houston getting their quarterback coach back. Cause I'm like, well, that's maybe the guy that if we do get a defensive coach is going to run his own system, that's the offensive coordinator uh, that maybe you go pick Hank Fraley from the Detroit lions. He's my other kind of guy, but he's pretty loyal to Ben Johnson. Like he was expected to be Ben's OC. So I don't know if he's interested at all in, in leaving Detroit. So the candidates of potential offensive coordinators is much more shallow than the candidates of potential defensive coordinators, which is the only reason I was starting to lean towards getting that Ben Johnson, Bobby Slocke type, because I think you get a better defense coordinator out there. But yeah, Peter, I mean, this is this is how it rolls. And sometimes it pays to be patient. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be patient. We'll see what Washington ends up with. And ultimately how it turns out, because that's going to be the, the real verdict here is three years later. That's when we're going to decide if this was a good decision or not.
2: What strikes me, David, is this does seem like a good job right now. We don't know mm-hmm. how ownership yeah. is going to be. We think they're probably going to be better than Daniel Snyder to work with. But, you know, we don't we don't know yet. Right. But they have the chance to go get a really good, a a potential franchise caliber quarterback. They've got cap space. They've got some young talent on this team. This was Mm -hmm. supposed to be the page turning offseason. And there is a value in having that offensive coach in-house with Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever they decide to use with that second pick. It it just, it seems like a setback to me. So how can they turn this into a positive? You know, I think
3: no matter what, uh, as long as you're bringing in kind of one of these forward-thinking minds Typically associated with younger head coaches who are getting their first, you know, their first run at it, or even you look like a Raheem Morris, who is not his first run, but there's been such a gap and so much learning since his first run that you kind of look at him as kind of a fresh new head coach as well. Um, as long as you get one of those guys, so Mike McDonald, Anthony Weaver, Aaron Glenn, someone like that. I think the fan base is going to be able to find reasons to get behind him. And ultimately when we cover this thing, we're going to talk about what this coach is supposed to bring to, to move this thing forward versus, well, I mean, some people might focus on who they wanted instead. That's going to be their prerogative, but that's what I'm going to focus on is what, what does this move signal that we're going to get or, or can we expect? Um, But I think, the only one that's really going to turn maybe a little bit of excitement on its head would be Dan Quinn. And that's unfortunate for Coach Quinn because talking to some people in Atlanta who covered him during his time with the Falcons, he really is highly revered. People really loved him around the building. Still talk highly about him in Atlanta, but he's just considered this older retread coach, and that term has become uh, just as, as toxic as game manager has for quarterbacks. Yeah. So really, I think if the commander's fan base, like if Dan Quinn is the higher Uh, It's going to be a little bit harder to sell people on on that idea, but that's going to be the decision they make. And again, three years from now will really dictate whether or not it's viewed as a great, great uh, turn of events or viewed as a terrible one. But I think any of these other coaching candidates, they all have supporters. They all have people who like the idea. So again, it's just about finding what it is that's going to be brought to the organization. That's new and fresh and, and and cohesive because that's really what the message is here.
2: I, I can't let you go without asking you about, the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. What about Bill Belichick?
3: He's not coming. He's not. He's not coming. He's never. I mean, as far as I, as far as I understand, and my friends on the beat, and people who are more plugged into the team than I am on the beat, even uh, it was never even a thing. And, and I think, you know, the idea that Bill Belichick probably wants as much control as he had in New England, and, and those types of things, and and Josh Harris made it very clear this is this is going to be a a committee type of effort.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Washington Commanders by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Commanders on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Bulls have the most interesting position headed into the trade deadline. Before we get to that, the Jazz are the latest to fall to the Knicks. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime has plenty of last-minute tickets for your favorite team. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. GameTime makes it easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got views from their seats. GameTime has the lowest price guaranteed. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Right now, all GameTime users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the GameTime app and use the code VEGAS. That's how you spell Vegas. 100 for $100 off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: The Utah Jazz have experienced a better-than-expected season, but... So have the Knicks. New York showed just how much better on Tuesday. By at the half it was 8, 57, 49. The Knicks had begun
0: to pick it up a little bit off on the off, offensive end. The Jazz were strong on their half-court offense. And then the Jazz rallied back. It was 61-60, Ron, 61, 61, and you felt like the Jazz had a chance to game the ballots. And then all of a sudden, it was gone in a hurry, a 30 run.
2: What happened? It's amazing how you can do it, fight, and you fight back, you'll get to a certain point, and then it's like you lose everything that you just accomplished. The Hawks took the lead over the Lakers late in the first quarter and never relinquished it on their way to a
4: win.
1: And Deshaun, you say that there are two big keys to the game for tonight's dub.
4: Yeah, one of them showing up on the stat sheet, Tanitra, the other one not so much and the the one that does show up on the stat sheet i think is the hawks ability to just show their improvement um from the free throw line we always talk about dude they're free like what are you doing um i call that the the free space on the bingo card all the time so um being able to knock those down um keeping the you know foot on the gas not allowing you know the lakers to make any kind of run um, but yet still being able to, you know, um, just a- a- add an extra number. And then even more. So the one that doesn't show up on the stat sheet was the confidence. Mm-hmm. I have no freaking idea to nature where this confidence has been, uh, prior to tonight, but I loved it. And I'm not sure I've seen like, especially in the first half, I hadn't seen a first half that looked that good since they went up by probably 35 on San Antonio.
2: Justin Tucker tried, but Patrick Mahomes wasn't phased. I've seen seven years of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't moving out of the way. It was in Baltimore all three times. Mahomes was speaking on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City when he said that. Tucker stretched and had equipment and footballs in an area where Mahomes was getting loose before the game. The video shows Mahomes throwing Tucker's kicking tee and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey kicking Tucker's footballs and throwing his helmet away from where Mahomes was warming up. In the wild, wild west, known as name, image, and likeness, there is one school that has drawn the ire, in particular, of the NCAA. Tennessee. Tennessee is fresh off an NCAA ruling in the summer of 2023, in which it was charged with 18 level 1 violations and fined a record $8 million dollars. The investigation puts the volunteers in the crosshairs for potential sanctions as repeat violators. Reports say the Vols may be in danger of being charged with multiple Level 1 and now Level 2 violations. The case revolves around activity related to the Spire Sports Group, which is Tennessee's primary name, image, and likeness collective.
1: Here is another story you need to know.
2: The Chicago Bulls probably not competing in the Eastern Conference this season, but they may be holding all the cards as we approach the NBA's trade deadline. Every contender wants Alex Caruso. Zach Levine wants out. I don't know if anyone wants <laughs> him. And DeMar DeRozan could swing the title if he goes to the right team. Pat, the designer from Locked On Bulls joins me now. And, and Pat, this is a team fresh off a 118-107 loss to the Toronto Raptors. Not a great one. Where, where do you think this team will actually make moves in the next week?
5: I think that a Zach Levine trade will come. I think that's the one thing that probably will get done because there's just not a connection between him and the head coach that's here right now. Billy Donovan has his extension in place that nobody knows what it is, the length of it, how long he's We assume he goes like when the last Reinsdorf is gone (laughs) in the world, right? Like that's pretty much when Billy Donovan (laughs) leaves. So uh, I just, I, I think right now it just, there's not a, a relationship there that seems like it's a working relationship right now. And so they're going to move on to me from Zach Levine in any case, because you can get back maybe okay veteran pieces and things that I guess get you out of a contract of a player that you don't want to get to the point where it becomes something disgruntled. I think DeMar DeRozan is an interesting one. The last we heard on DeMar uh, is that, the bulls are far apart on years and uh, a dollar amount right now there's only two things that make a contract there peter uh, it's years and dollar amounts so if you if you're far apart on those haven't heard that they're gotten any closer yeah. since since the, that report came out earlier this year um so i would assume that demar's probably out the door as well the price that they hold on caruso is very high though they're talking about two first round picks for him i think if teams are willing to pay that maybe they would consider talking about trading away Alex Caruso, but right now they feel Alex Caruso is a culture setter, a tone setter for this team, and a piece that I guess eventually when they do start these winning ways that we keep hoping come, that Alex Caruso is a a player that you want to have there as a leader on that team. So I think right now, right, two out of the three pieces that you named, I could see the Chicago Bulls moving on from, but the most enticing piece is probably the
2: one that they will hold on to. And that makes this all the more interesting. And, and I think you're right. When you look at a team trying to rebuild something, you want guys like Alex Caruso in that locker room who are going to play defense, who are going to go hard every night. But those guys also have value here. Is there, is there a, a team that you think with Zach Levine makes the most sense? A piece that you go, okay, well, if we could just get, like that would just be, it'd be nice to get. Like what makes sense here in that one? I think at this point you're trying to find a, a,
5: a somebody who is a team that is desperate, right? The, very much like the bulls were a couple of years ago where, you know free agents aren't going to take make a decision to sign there, right? There's a couple of teams like that in the NBA right now. Charlotte's one of those teams, but they've started to sell off pieces, so you would assume they're out on Zach Levine. Uh, but I, I think about Detroit. Detroit's the team that the Bulls have actively had conversations with. Yep. The funniest thing in the world was when, I believe it was Brian Windhorse went on his podcast and basically said free agency isn't an option for Detroit. So an entire thing that you use to get players, that's not an option for you. So how do you get those guys? You make trades. You know they're going to have draft capital. Whether they give right whatever their pick is this year or not, you know they're going to have capital in place. You know that they've got some young pieces that maybe they haven't utilized in the right way. And I think that makes sense with a veteran piece and Bogdanovich possibly coming back as well. Now, is that a loss on the trade for the Bulls? 100%. But when nobody wants your guy... You're taking a loss at this point. You kind of got to take whatever the best available deal is. And it doesn't seem like the relationship here is going to move in the right direction to the point where you could say, well, we'll just wait till next year and see what's available. I think that's probably the best deal on the table. And for the from the Piston side of it, right, you have Monty Williams in place, who was a guy who went over and worked with Devin Booker and turned him from what many people believe is kind of the 28 point per game guy into a superstar in the NBA. Zach Levine's been that 20 point 28 point per game guy. You get him healthy working with Cade who can facilitate the ball to him. Maybe you feel like you can get the most out of him in Detroit. I think that's the most likely scenario now, but I mean, you can't really rule any of the teams that you feel free agents aren't going to show up to out because at the end of the day, 25-point-per-game scores, while, yeah, you can go find them in a
2: lot of places, how many of them can you find that are going to be consistent? Stay up to date all year on the Chicago Bulls by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Bulls on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, it's a new day for Orioles fans. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. What do you think the perfect pairing is? Prop bet and food. Wing, pizza. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, which player will score the first touchdown, which player will score the last touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so on and so on. Prop bets. When you don't have a team in the Super Bowl, it's the most fun part about the Super Bowl. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more hits, that's two quarterbacks lead the odds for Super Bowl MVP. FanDuel has the odds on Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl plus 140, while Brock Purdy is 2-1, to Christian McCaffrey plus 450, Travis Kelsey at 16-1. to Yeah, the Taylor Swift factor, it seems like. That's good value there. I like that one. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join in on the Super Bowl fun FanDuel official partner of the NFL.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: The Baltimore Orioles have been one of the most inspiring teams over the past few seasons, but a cloud seems to hang over their success. Multiple reports now say that cloud is lifting as John Angelos is selling his share in the team. Locked On Orioles host Connor Newcomb is still celebrating.
0: This is just exciting for us, the fans. Let's take a second here to realize what this could mean. Even if Rubenstein doesn't invest hundreds of millions of dollars into the payroll and say, we're getting everybody and jumping and say, next best pitcher on the market next offseason, he's ours. We're doing whatever it takes. We got to the point where it felt like it couldn't be any worse than John Angelos. I mean, and let me know in the comments if you feel the same. Like, I understand some of the pushback and some of the worries. You know, it's a private equity guy, You know, these billionaires are bad. Is he really going to have the Orioles' best interest? Is he going to try to meddle more in the baseball operations like Peter Angelos used to do? Or is he just going to let Mike Elias do his thing, which has worked out for a while now? I get all of that. But understand how bad it was under John Angelos. He's talking to the New York Times last year, complaining about how, oh, if we extend even one guy, you know, one of our stars to an extension, we're going to go financially underwater. He's screaming at Dan Connolly about asking him about the financials of the Orioles, saying Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wouldn't like that on his day. He's telling you, oh, we're going to open the books multiple times and never, ever does it. He's suspending the beloved Kevin Brown the beloved Kevin Brown for stating a fact on the air. He had no, just was not in touch with reality at all. And despite being worth multiple billion dollars was not spending on this team at all. Again, 28th payroll for a team that just won 101 games. You can't be doing that. If you want to sustain that level of success, or at the very least keep Adley Gunner, Grayson, Braddish, all these guys around. David Rubenstein has the money to keep those guys around.
2: It's good. Definitely celebrate. It's just not always better. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but it's just not always better. Or it's better until it's not. Let me give you a great example. Mark buys the Milwaukee Brewers, saves every Brewers fan's Sports life. Throws them a life raft. And for the first decade plus is everything that you want a new loaded, deep-pocketed owner to be. And then they don't win the World Series. And then they go through some lean years and the attendance isn't always what it could be. And... The corners, they start to get cut. The costs, they start to be cut. And now, Mark Atanasio is persona non grata in Brewer fan circles. Maybe the moral of the story is just sports comes at you fast. And finally, Steph Curry will face his greatest shooting challenge yet. No, it's not a buzzer beater to win game seven of the NBA finals. though that would be cool. It's a three-point competition against the WNBA's best. Curry will face off with Sabrina Ionescu in a three-point competition at All-Star Weekend, February 17th. This is the first time an NBA and WNBA player will go head-to-head in this kind of competition. I have to point out here that they used to have a skills competition in college at the end of the college season every year where this very thing would happen. The best male shooters and female shooters would go head-to-head, and it was really, really fun. I bet this will be too. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked on Sports Today who is our pick to win Super Bowl MVP? So at least until tomorrow stay locked on sports
1: today